Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of the Dads on the Rocks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Freddie Moss. Sorry today's episode is a little late, but scheduling guests, finding time to record, and editing all while trying to make it into a new house in a new state proves a little bit challenging. Um, Speaking of which, I'm toying with the idea of going back to one episode a month coming out on the first of every month, but I'm still thinking about that, so uh, stay tuned for that. Today's guest is a dad that answered a random call on Reddit. He is a complete stranger to me, but let's fix that now. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Austin Bell. Austin, say hi to everybody. How are we doing, everybody? As always, we begin with a toast. Today, I am having a beer that I've been looking for ever since uh, one of my buddies had featured it on his own podcast. Today, I'm having a 1985 by New Belgium. It's an IPA, and it's pretty good. Um, Austin, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what you're drinking tonight? Well, hello, everybody. Uh, as uh, Freddie said, my name is Austin. I live in central New York uh, near Syracuse. I'm 24. I work in retail and I have a set of 10 month old twin boys. And I am drinking apple juice because I do not drink alcohol. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> to uh my two years of sobriety yesterday congratulations i uh i had no idea just i don't want to go too much into it but was that uh an issue prior to two years ago just something that you decided hey i'm gonna cut this out yeah there were some uh personal happenings and i just said to myself one day i'm sick and tired of being sick and tired and uh yeah now we're here well good for you that's awesome it's it's a it's really um a difficult choice to make um and it's something that is so something that you're so used to. And when you're just like, eh, no, I'm done with it. That's, that's a tough choice to make. So um, good for you. Yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, but, you know, looking back now, uh, the best thing came out of it, which was my two sons. And you said that, um, well, that was about two years ago. And you said Thank that you, you met your girlfriend much. right, right about two years ago, right? Yeah, I actually, um, I actually met her at the, place I work now we both started at the same time uh um so like I said I was 24 she's uh about 10 years older than me oh wow Uh, we had no idea (laughs) yeah we had no idea that this was going to happen um one day I just texted her and asked her if uh she would want to go out with me to dinner and uh, she said yes we had a terrible time uh the food was (laughs) awful (laughs) Uh, but I guess she liked me a little bit because we went on another, um, and then a couple months later, she actually, uh, got pregnant. So wow. actually, yeah, we just moved into a house about one year ago. That's awesome. Um, so life before, um, the twins were born, um, what was, okay. So now that you're almost a year into being a dad, um, what was like, life like for you prior to that i want to get to know you a little bit better so before being a dad what was life like for you oh yeah, well like i haven't <laughs> uh, i put down a lot of wtf just because uh i went to i went to college for criminal justice i wanted to be a homicide detective very uh <laughs> very into the whole people not being alive thing i learned <laughs> So I went to school for that and uh, that didn't really pan out um, the way I wanted it to. So I worked a couple of odd jobs. I was a personal trainer for a little bit at a YMCA, nothing too fancy. Um, worked at uh, a couple of restaurants and then uh, I eventually 
just uh you know like i said i used to drink so i this whole time uh after some make after making some choices i decided to uh you know get the help that i needed uh i grew up a little bit did a lot of growing met my girlfriend at the job i work now i actually am now a manager at the company i work for and i couldn't be happier i did a lot of uh odd jobs worked in a library while i was in college learned a lot learned how to <laughs> i learned how to read i learned uh joy of while i worked at the library was a pretty social person i lived with my dad and he owned a boat and uh, we were always on the water together uh, getting into trouble <laughs> and you know it was just a lot of running around not really knowing what i was doing uh making mistakes learning from them and i'm um, yeah, I'm glad it's I'm glad it's behind me, but I'm glad it happened because I wouldn't be where I was today without being that person, you know? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of those like rougher times and like doing those stupid ass things that we did when we were younger. Um, I, I mean, I feel like I was doing those stupid ass things when I was your age and a little bit older. I mean, I was getting married around around your age, 24, 25, I think I was. Um, and then you know, we were married for a while and even, I mean, we lived in the house before we ever got married and then we were married for a while before we had kids, but we were doing those stupid things and, you know, partying and everything. But as soon as, you know, kids came around for, for us, like we just, you know, pumped the brakes and everything just completely changed and 180 and we never went like hard or anything. We were always responsible, but you know, we weren't, you know, going out to the bar at 10 o'clock, we were climbing into bed at 10 o'clock after kids. So it's, it's been a, a bit of a change. So I can, I can appreciate the fact that you've learned to dial it back a little bit at such a younger age. And I think I, I kind of wish that it was like that for me, by the way, I also went to school for criminal justice and I got my degree in criminal justice. <laughs> I didn't know that about you. Where did you go to school? Um, so I, I, um, was born and raised in South Florida. I went to FAU. I didn't want to go abroad for college. It was too expensive. And I wanted to live with my parents because I just wanted to save money, be done with school, and then just start working and, you know, date and find a wife and start a family. Honestly, that's kind of what I had in mind. But I didn't want to go out away from school because I, it was too expensive. Okay, so you were pretty yeah. traditional. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want to go out and, and do, you know, the college life thing. I mean, it would have been fun, but I probably, shouldn't have because i don't know if i would have i mean in in retrospect i probably would have made bad decisions um so i'm glad that i did what i did um but i went to florida atlantic university which is just a smaller college down in south florida um and after i graduated from criminal justice i was already with my now wife at the time and uh, i started working for a dispatch communications for a, a, a city down there. And I did that in communications for about 10 years before I moved up here to North Carolina, like three months ago. Oh, wow. You're fresh. That's fresh. That's a fresh house then. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, and I'm doing something still in communications, but not law enforcement for the first time ever. So it's a little weird for me. Um, and it's like, we had never been to North Carolina until November of this past year. Um, and at that point we had already decided to move up here. So it's, I mean, my wife has family up here and everything, and they've been really, really good to us. Um, it's just, and like, this is the first episode actually in my brand new house. So oh, um, wow. yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's a, it's a big transition and change for us, but um, we wanted the kids to grow up with seasons. Like I had never seen snow prior to um, uh, three months ago. 
So it's, it's very different for us. Oh, that's crazy. I always, uh, I travel down to Florida a lot. Dad, um, and every time we go down, we always end up having a conversation with somebody that's never seen snow. And it is insane to me. I like, I was having a snowball fight yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> is it still snowing up there in New York? No, we had uh, we had a great uh, patch of weather the last couple of weeks, 60s and 70s. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, that's our winter in South Florida. Or sorry, that was our winter in South Florida. Like if we hit the 50s, we were you know super happy being outside and being in the beautiful weather because traditionally it's 51 weeks of summer and it sucks. <laughs> um, so I want to get back to um, how has life changed for you since having kids? I mean, it, I mean, like I think you've you've matured a little bit prior to, you know, the kids coming, your, your twins are 10 month old. And I want to get to the whole twins thing soon, but, um, I think you've matured, um, at a younger age than myself. So I wonder how much has life changed for you since the twins were born as opposed to before? Well, before there wasn't as much structure, uh, structure was important to me because I went through like the criminal justice program, mm -hmm. uh, and things before that, I uh, everything was very structured, and I liked it. I liked being told what to do, uh, doing it, and accomplishing it. It was very easy to, for me, um, and I kind of lost that a little bit. But when my kids were born, no one ever tells you how much of a routine you're going to be in. Oh yeah. Uh, so the first four months, you know, the kids don't really do much. They're kind of just eh. Early, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was a lot of getting like naps down, feeding schedules that I'm very grateful. My girlfriend does breastfeeding. We didn't do formula at all. Oh, nice. Yep. So we saved it. It's saved a ton of money, saved a lot of time, but yeah, there's just, it's just a natural schedule that develops. I'm up every day around six o'clock. Uh, I know what I'm doing. I know it's coming at nine 30 with them. You know, you got to feed them, nap them, change them the whole nine twice. Cause I got yeah. two, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing. And I love it. And it uh, works for me and my girlfriend. Um, like I said, bless her. She is just amazing. Uh, <laughs> how does, how does the teamwork work for you and your wife? I know you guys are a little older. Uh, than yeah. It's um, if you have that partnership, um, it's very much so uh, it's easier um, to do it as a team. Like, um, like you guys have two small ones at the same time. So like I, I, I mentioned before, like, I think, um, uh, like man to man coverage is very important, but not everybody has that luxury of having both parents home all the time. I mean, we have to work too. Um, there is a bit of a, uh, there's an interesting dynamic that comes around when you are doing a lot of the work and, um, your partner isn't doing as much as you feel like you're doing and you get a little bit annoyed. Like for my, for example, myself, I'm watching my son, I'm, I'm running around the house with him and, um, and my wife is, you know, taking a break. She's relaxing. She's sitting on the couch, you know, scrolling through her phone or doing whatever. And I'm like, I could really use, you know, a, a hand here. I, I need some help, but I don't say anything because she's earned her break. And then I get a little, annoyed that she's having that break completely bullshit on my part because she has the kids all week but because we're both there she could be helping I feel a little bit annoyed at that and I've I've seen that in myself like I don't say anything but I've seen it in myself like you're being an idiot 
she has the kids all week while you're at work, <laughs> knock it off. I mean, she's, she's earned her break. So um, she, she does a lot and everything is very different now because we're in a completely new setting and we have to learn a whole new lifestyle, but it's, it's very much so teamwork and not, and that doesn't um, that extends further than actively being on the kids at, at any given moment, but allowing the other person to have their five minutes of a breather. Yeah, that's very interesting. I thought it was funny when you said uh, man-to-man coverage in the notes, because uh, <laughs> I thought about it, and me and my girlfriend, we play more of a zone coverage <laughs> right now. Right now, I'm working uh, full-time, and she's still at home with mm-hmm. both of them. It, it is like double a full-time job right now. Yeah. So she's on, she's on call 24 seven. She obviously does breastfeeding. We have solids now, but uh, we still do breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I pretty much handle the morning chunk. uh, If I'm home. Right. Uh, I had the day off. So I was up at six, six o'clock. I got the boys up, brought them downstairs, did their morning routine and let her nap through the morning. um, Cause they might wake up a few times throughout the night. So when she, when she gets up, then we both do something together. We try to get the boys outside. We try to do something active to make sure they can expel their energy. Uh, then when we come back, I'll take the next shift or we'll have to do nap time. So if she takes home and then I get to have my break for the day. Mm-hmm. And I'll like clean up around the house, do laundry as I'm making food or whatever. Um, yeah, it's a very, that's, it's funny. You said man coverage and, uh, I just thought it was funny that me and my girlfriend play more of a zone. <laughs> and I think I, to be honest, I think that's a better way to go about it. Like I don't have twins. So like whatever I say is essentially meaningless, but, but I feel <laughs> like it's um, better not to do like man to man coverage. Like you're responsible for Tommy, you're resp- responsible for Timmy um, because you don't get that interaction with both of them. I feel like that's not, um, that's not a healthy way to do it, but at least when you have, to maybe doing it at the same time and then you switch or whatever. I don't know. But somebody that's like, Hey, I'm on diapers and I'm on chain, like getting them in their pajamas. Like that was the way you're where you're both doing something for each kid. I don't know. But I, like I said, I don't have twins, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about either. <laughs> it, it's funny. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right. Um, it is a matter of, I want to have both of them at the same time. Uh, these are my only kids. And I actually got a vasectomy shortly after <laughs> I had them, after she had them. Uh, yeah, uh, one and done, uh, or buy one get one for me. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that one. I like that buy one get one for her twins. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really important to have them uh, interact with you together. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that like since they hit seven months and they start developing like their motor skills and their other like type of emotional development, right it's really interesting to see because they're at totally different points right now. One of them is very physical. I actually taught him how to shake my hand today. <laughs> yeah. He, I, he does a handshake. I taught him how to put the ring on like the tower. He's great with that. Uh, the other one is very into textures and just like the emotional side of it. He's very into hugs and touching right now. Um, so it's interesting to flip flop back and forth between those two things because you have to communicate essentially two separate ways um whether they're together or not and it's really cool to have to you know figure that out and learn it that's amazing because i never even considered that i always thought like as twins like they just developed at the exact same rate like when one like 
uh, turns over from belly to back. The other one's going to do it that day or the next day. And I never realized how completely different that could be. One could be very left brain. One could be very right brain. I don't know, even know if that's a thing anymore, but eventually if one is good at math and one is good at reading, I always just assumed that they were very similar in every single way. So I, it's weird that I never even considered that they could be so different at such an, a young age. Yeah, me either. And honestly, it doesn't, it hasn't even registered in my head yet because it happens so fast. Um, like those small things, the rolling over, uh, like the noises and like things like that happen relatively close to each other. Uh, I think at most two weeks, maybe for something. Mm-hmm. But now that we're getting into the learning stages and we're starting to do like learning books and things like that, they're going in totally different directions. Seems like, uh, and it's they eventually the like wherever they don't move up they will s- shortly after mm-hmm. uh, but they're becoming totally different people and they're communicating with each other now uh the one one of them is more like adventurous and i'd say not aggressive but physical mm-hmm. the other is that texture feel so they don't get along right now <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, wait till the next four or five months. You guys are in for a real treat. <laughs> uh, thankfully, my girlfriend's family are all teachers. So I get all of the, uh, the newest up-to-date information. <laughs> I mean, that's good and bad because they're going to conflict. And when you just want some kind of like, like, this is what every, like the books say, like we should do. Well, like, oh, well, their new study is saying we'll do this. Well, okay. Can I just do it one way? So I make sure that my kids, you know, survive (laughs) yeah the the essential uh just don't let your kid stop breathing uh immense in my head i i think if that's the baseline for everything you're in good shape like if kids breathing you're you're good and we both say that as we're like doing this show and like the kids are in the other room sleeping (laughs) yeah my twins are actually sick or we're all sick right now Um, oh that sucks yeah they've had a pretty wet uh cough the last couple of days but they're fighting through it. They're doing great. I think, I think everybody, honestly, like everywhere right now is going through that. Like my daughter was sick for a couple of days. Like, um, she, I mean, she still has a lingering cough. Like it's not a COVID thing or anything. She just has a a lingering cough after, um, like congestion, everything. And she gave it to my son. Luckily my wife and I so far were good, but, um, but they, they're still fighting through it. Luckily they're, they're finally on the upswing. Um, but I think it's, I think everybody's getting something right now. So, and it's weird that it's not a COVID thing and everybody's like, oh, okay, then it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just go, go to CVS and cough all over everything as you grab your COVID test. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you, this is something that I really like asking new parents, not just dads, but parents. What was your feeling when you saw the kids for the first time. Like, I don't know if your wife or your girlfriend rather had a C-section or if it was a natural birth or whatever, but like, did you get like that feeling when you saw the boys for the first time? Honestly. So she had a a C-section. It was a scheduled Mm C-section. So she had the draped uh, curtain and I was next to her head and I could see everything. She could see nothing. Okay. Uh, so I saw both of them come out. And when I saw them, I was like, man, that's really weird because it <laughs> look, nothing looks human yeah. in that room. <laughs> um, so I got to walk over and I cut their cords, both of them. Uh, 
And at the time I wasn't really worried about, I wasn't feeling anything. I was more or less concerned that they were separated because they one was in one room, one was in the other. Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh God, don't, don't like say, don't give me bad news. <laughs> it was the only thing I was thinking, no bad news. Yeah. So by the time I was able to like process what was happening, we were moved back into the uh, room, her room mm-hmm. and the recovery process started. And, you know, a few minutes later, they brought them both in and they were all wrapped up. And yeah, that moment when they handed both of them to her and she was holding them mm-hmm. and I just looked at them, I was like, wow, that it hits you like a ton of bricks, doesn't it? I don't, I can't even describe it. Like my, my favorite thing before the birth of my kids was, uh, uh, my Pokemon game or whatever. <laughs> like there's just, just not, there <laughs> nothing. Um, but yet like every day it just gets stronger too. Like I think back now and I'm like, I don't even remember. I don't really remember the feelings I had during that moment. I remember, mm-hmm. like, I remember having them, but like I just when I put my kids to bed tonight and I was sitting there with them, we had the window open and they were looking out outside of it. I was like, I can't love anything more than I love these two things right now. <laughs> I um I got that feeling. Um my both my kids were C sections, but the um uh, my daughter when she was born, um, I was with my wife at um uh, you know, at at her head and they had the big drape. So when they said, dad, stand up. So like, so I, I stood up and uh, I could see my, my daughter, like them holding my daughter. And it was like, just somebody punched me with a big old fist of love. Like it was, it was what I can only uh, describe as love at first sight. It was, it was so powerful. And I, I had never experienced anything like that before. It was, it was something to where like, I would look at her and say, I would burn cities to the ground to make you happy. It's, it was the weirdest feeling. And, and it's still tr- true to this day. I mean, a little bit less because she can be an asshole sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's weird because like, I remember my daughter being where your boys are now. And in the next, uh, I don't know, maybe six to eight months in like to, to where they're um, like a year and a half it's it's good like they're gonna go through tantrums and stuff but it's not so bad but once they get to start reasoning and conniving a little bit once they get to like three and a half four years old it's not that you love them less it's just that you're kind of pissed off at them a lot more (laughs) so i mean the love is certainly there of course but you hold them to a little bit of a higher standard because they're not just babies anymore they're kids that you need to like teach them, you know, if somebody does something bad to you, you need to say something, you know, if there's ever a grown up that wants to like, tell you something that you're not comfortable with that you don't think is right, you need to tell us things like those things that you need to, when they get to that point, you need to hold them to a higher standard. And it's across the board, you can't be lenient in any kind of way. And like things like that, or like cleaning up your toys. Like, I know that I'm very strict, but I think it's I think I'm, my daughter is better for it. I've, yeah, I've heard a lot about people, uh, about parents saying they were really tough on their kids and they felt bad, but they, they were happy they did it because the kids turned out 
respectable people that understood boundaries. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking forward to start to start doing that discipline reasoning with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I mean, you do it now. We try not to say no a lot, which it's it's instinctual when they're mm-hmm. like going for a glass container that I accidentally left on the counter. I'm like, no, like, yeah, don't grab that. But yeah, I'm really interested because uh, the psychology of babies is very basic, and I love it uh, because ever since their entire lives, I've been nothing but I'm the fun dad, and I'm going to have fun with you. Uh, so it's distilled in their brains and I can't wait for that one day where I have to be like, we do not walk outside unless you have an adult with you and yeah. setting rules and boundaries with them just to see their faces. Uh, cause if they're anything like me, the first thing they're going to do is how can I break this rule? What can I do? Who can I manipulate <laughs> to get what I want? Uh, so I'm interested to see how they'll connive, especially together, uh, once they start running around. Yeah, because then they're going to have like backup in each other. Like, like dad said it was okay. Like if one goes to, to one and say, dad said it was okay. He's like, yeah, dad said it was okay. Like they're going to back each other up. And like, <laughs> I didn't say anything. They didn't even talk to me. I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> I'm at the wrong house. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's weird when you have to like be, be that tough because it's for their own good, because you feel bad. Like I'm very hard on my daughter. I'll admit I'm very hard on her. I'm very strict with her, but I feel like she is much better for it. Like my, I've always said like my wife is the love and I am the law. Like, cause she's very like, um, she's very comforting and she's, I get, I have a very short temper. I'm very much so like my father, when I have a short temper, not in like an abusive way, but like, if, if you're not listening, I'm going to throw that toy away because I don't care. You, you need to be, I'm going to hold you to a higher standard because you know better. Um, And my wife is more so like, come on, we got to listen. And she's very much so the love um, and nurturer, like my own mother was. And I am very much so like my dad. I see it, my dad and myself more and more every day because it's, it's the, the law. It's strict. Um, and I don't know that I want to be like that, to be honest. And I, sometimes I can't even help it. Sometimes it happens and I don't, I don't even know. So it's weird for me. Once you get to that point where you see other traits in yourself that you didn't even know were there before. Yeah. I'm excited because that's a great point. It seems like, uh, I've worked with kids in the past while I was, uh, working at a company. I, there was camps for kids, um, like sports camps. And I would have to discipline them. You know, kids get out of hand. It was like eight to 12 year olds. And I'm an aggressive person. Uh, I would raise my voice. You know, I would be very short with them for no reason. Uh, This was years ago. I've since matured, but um, I would say I'm a very strict, I enjoy laws. Rules make sense to me. Um, I would, I call it my compulsive uh, frustrations. Like, um, let me try to think of one here. If something doesn't work the way it's supposed to, it's designed to, that frustrates me immensely right away. Yeah. I can see that. I'm like that too. Yeah. Um, like for instance, directions, like a piece of Ikea furniture (laughs) goes here, screw won't fit in the hole. Well, the screw won't fit in the hole. So now I'm all, I get so mad. They sent us the wrong thing or it's broken. This is a piece of garbage. I throw it away. I'm getting something else. That's, this is that's me. <laughs> yeah, let's not do it. 
<laughs> but I'm interested to see how I temper myself with them. I'm, I'm much more laid back now, I like to think, but I do have, you know, I'm probably harboring some type of aggression somewhere. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to see how I lay some type of groundwork with them because mm-hmm. I so excited to be able to raise a human being um, to think for themselves and be their own person, but at the same time, understand what's okay and what is not. Uh, if I could do one thing differently for my kids and take it, like take one thing from me and not give it to my kids, it would just be my obsessive anxiety with things being okay all the time. Um, I, I relate to that on a very personal level because I'm like that too. Um, and my wife will tell you the same. I've chilled out quite a bit. Um, but I was very, if things don't go the right way, I, I don't know what to do with myself. I, I don't know if it was my, my job um, working in like 911 communications. Like I like things very structured and I like this and this and this. And if it doesn't work, then we need to fix it right now. Um, and if, it, if plans go to hell, like we have an entire evening set and like, we're going to go to this place and then we're going to go to this place. Like if some, somewhere was closed, like, well, what the hell do we do now? Like I, before I was unable to process that and, and cope with any kind of veering off the, the plan. Um, I think you just eventually chill out a little bit. Um, I don't, I, I think it may be just a, um, cause I was probably around your age and maybe a little bit older when, um, when I was like that. Um, and I don't, I don't think it was having kids. Maybe it was just, you know, things are going to go wrong with having kids. Like you're going to forget the diaper bag and you're going to, you know, screw up or, you know, things are going to happen. And you eventually, like I, at least just, I chilled out a little bit. I'm, I'm still very much like that to a degree, but not nearly what I was. So I don't, I wouldn't worry too much about passing that off because they may end up being like that for a time anyway. Yeah, it seems like it's the young 20s thing to do is to be worried all the time about everything. <laughs> Maybe that's our biological clock as a as a as a man like like we have to be anxious because we're not moving forward enough, but maybe we are. I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> we just yeah. We'll go. It makes sense. I mean, I wake up every morning. If I wake up, I cannot lay in bed. I have to get up and start doing something because it is just the absolute worst to lay there and not be doing something. Yeah. I'm, I'm like that still. <laughs> like <laughs> if I get up, I, I got to get up because there's too much to do, mm-hmm. but, but at least now I take things a little bit slower. Like, okay, let's do this. Like I'll, I'll get up and I mean, it depends on the day. Like sometimes I'll like, we don't get to do this anymore, but like a, a while back, like I would, I would wake up and my wife would already be awake and we just sit there on our phones. I'd go get coffee and we just lay there together. But if we have something planned, I'm like, nope, let's go. Got to get dressed, have our coffee, sure. But we got to go and we got to do stuff. But mm-hmm. you chill out a little bit eventually. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, what was it like for you when your wife was pregnant? Because I feel like my wife's pregnancies were both very similar. Um, it was just I don't know if she had good pregnancies or what, but like she didn't have like the morning sickness or anything or anything like that. She was, you know, uncomfortable. Yes. But 
I feel like her pregnancy was significantly better than a lot of other people's experiences, but what was it like for, excuse me, your, um, your girlfriend when she was pregnant? Well, we, my girlfriend and I were just getting to know each other, uh, when we found out she was pregnant. So it was a lot different because we were doing the dating thing while at the same time freaking out about being parents for the first time and naturally, um, I will say I hit the jackpot. She is a saint. Oh. Uh, I would not want anyone else to be the mother of my children. Um, very lucky. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, as you know, she started to show and we were going to the appointments. I went to every appointment I could with her and they would do the ultrasounds. She had all what we would call the perfect pregnancy up until about the 30 ish week mark. Mm-hmm a little bit before because at the time I was on an overnight shift uh so on my days off I would pretty much just be sitting up all night making sure she was comfortable um you know pretty much taking care of the house we we were just moving we she had just purchased the house when she was five months or six months pregnant I want to say so we're (laughs) just we just met each other. We're moving into a new house. She's six months pregnant. We're both working. We're at this time, we were both supervisors at our jobs. We had both moved up. So we were both trying to work full time. She worked right up until a month before they came full time. Mm-hmm. So it was very fast. A lot was happening. We didn't really have time to have any problems. So we just didn't. Uh, what free time her and I did have, we spent just being excited about having kids, uh, talking to each other. We had the honeymoon phase during her whole pregnancy. So <laughs> she had no issues. We were moving into a house, which we're still kind of moving into. <laughs> Same. So I got you there. <laughs> but yeah, her pregnancy, it made me respect her as a person, honestly, because she worked full-time, had twins in her growing in her stomach, and she had this 24-year-old stranger <laughs> walking around. <laughs> and she's like, I have, oh my God, I have no idea what this kid's doing. He <laughs> was working at a customer service desk two months ago. What's going on? Well, I I feel like it's, um, like, I don't presume to know you guys, but I feel like there's quite a bit of um, love there. Um, so I, I, I don't know, we can sometimes sense it in each other. Like I, within 30 days of, of knowing, well, my wife and I have this whole backstory, but uh, within 30 days of us actually being together, I knew that she, I was going to marry her. Um, I didn't know it right off the, right off the bat, but I knew like this was the woman that I was going to spend the rest of my life with. So maybe there's some, that kind of intuition, like she kind of knew maybe she wasn't so like, Oh, this 24 year old kid is, you know, (laughs) impregnated me. What are we going to do? Um, so she, maybe she knew I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so hard on yourself there. Cause well, maybe she didn't, I don't want to speak for her either. So maybe she was like, the, I'm screwed. <laughs> no, we've, we've talked, we've always talked about it. And, uh, you know, she, she lies and says that she always knew I would, you know, be there and be great, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's awesome. So long as you guys are there with each other and growing together you can't go wrong there. So now like the boys are asleep. Your girlfriend is probably it's only nine 15. Um, 
maybe asleep too. Um, I don't know. Out cold, yes. Okay. Um, so right now, if you weren't doing this podcast right now, what is something that you would be doing for fun in your downtime? Something that you do for yourself to maintain your sense of sanity? I mean, you're still an, a relatively new dad, but you still got to do something for yourself. So anything that you like to do in your downtime? Yes. Uh, I actually, I play darts right now. Um, I played a little bit when I was younger and I just got back into it. Uh, I pretty much do that anytime I'm not taking care of babies or working, (laughs) Um, which is great. It's simple. I have my own board right in the house. I can play people all over the world. Uh, Really fun thing to do. Well, you can play people all over the world. How does that work? It's just an app. I it's an app on my phone. I pay a little bit a month, uh, and it keeps track of any stats that I have, and I can send matches all over the world. I played a guy in Sweden yesterday. That's awesome. I'd never even considered that. I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, it's. Uh, can I can I say the name of it? Of course, we're not sponsored by anybody, so I don't give okay. a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Dark Connect. Uh, DarkConnect.com. That's awesome. Darkconnect.com. If you want to sponsor us, that's awesome too. Um, I always liked <laughs> go, like playing darts when I was like in the bar, but I, I don't really know the game. I don't, I actually played like two weeks ago with uh, David Tombley. He was a previous guest where we were living with him actually um, in our transition in North Carolina, but I beat him and I have no idea how, because I'm not, <laughs> I don't play darts, but I, I've always liked darts and I never wanted to put one up in my house because I always felt like I was either going to make holes in the wall or a kid was going to get like, you know, stabbed. Yeah, it's uh, the dartboard I have now um, was actually given to me by my girlfriend uh, on my birthday last year. Oh, nice. Um, and then her brother-in-law actually built, I don't know if you saw on the camera uh, when we first started, but I did. It was in the back. Yeah. Yeah, custom-made uh, dartboard cabinet he made with by himself uh, with reclaimed wood from tobacco uh, warehouses in Massachusetts. That's awesome. Yeah, it's my pride and joy, and no one is allowed to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that with all my... Um, my I, I saved all my Ninja Turtle and Power Ranger and Simpson toys, and my daughter got into one of my thing, one of my uh, collectible Power Ranger sets the first power ranger sets that my grandmother had saved and hung on to me uh hung on to for me and then my daughter like i had it in the um she had seen it like when i went to go pick it up and she's like what's that i'm like this is one of daddy's things it's not a toy to be played with it's gonna go up but it's going in the house she said okay so we got home and she's like, can I look at it? I'm like, okay, but you cannot open it. Do you understand? She said, yes, daddy. So I went to go make dinner and she opened it up completely. And I was like, that sucks. And then I looked up how to see how much it, w- it was worth. It was like 500 bucks. I was like, oh, <laughs> well, you'll get a less cool car later it's on. In life. A lifetime. <laughs> it's worth a lifetime in memories. Yeah. <laughs> so I can, I can appreciate the uh, keeping your own thing for yourself. Um, yeah, other than darts, I mean, I, I'm a video game nerd. I uh, was just playing Skyrim before uh, we got on the call. I did grow up playing video games too, like you can see, and not everybody listening at home, but you, Austin, you can see like my 
this is my bonus room, I guess, that they call it North Carolina. It's like our movie room. I have mm-hmm. my Switch and my Xbox set up up there. I can't find my PS4. I have no idea where it is. I'm still going through boxes, I guess, but it's somewhere around here. Um, Assassin's Creed is my uh, my jam. It always has been. Mm-hmm. Like I've played every single one, but the last couple of years, it's not been as fun for me because it's not like it used to be. So nowadays, like I've just had so much fun going back to play like Mario Kart and like the mm-hmm. old school Mario, like Mario's three and um yeah, that's it like mario three like, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for um the new ninja turtle game because it's supposed to be like I, I watched the first couple uh levels and it's like just like the arcade one so i'm like this is something that i can get into um but i don't have all that much time so something easily that i can jump into like mario kart my daughter is finally like able to play mario kart now and it's a lot of fun for me um and then we like play Animal Crossing just for like mindless nothing at nighttime. But um, Assassin's Creed was always my jam. Gears of War. I do miss playing games, but not as much as I thought I would. Yes, definitely. I actually, it's funny you say that. I just got my PlayStation out uh, after like, I want to say about four to five months. Um, I didn't even touch it. Um, but when, you know, a few years ago, if you would say you can't play PlayStation for five months, I would go insane. I would, I would kill people to play my PlayStation. <laughs> you yeah, you'd think that you were in a coma because you weren't able to play for that long. Yeah, yeah, uh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just funny how you're like uh, your priorities switch. Um, the I will say I am glad that I gave uh, my nieces my girlfriend's nieces, my Game Boys, because if I hadn't have done that, I'd still be playing those. <laughs> I, wait, did, they don't make Game Boys anymore. You're talking about like the original ones, like Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, stuff like that? I have two Game Boy Colors. Uh, I have, and I have two Game Boy Advance SPs. Okay. Because I never, like, I never had one of those. I had like a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo, and my brothers always played and never gave me a turn. Like, I had to wait for them to be, like, in trouble to where I could play. <laughs> um, but no, I never had a Game Boy. Like, my wife had a Game Boy that she that we found just out of nowhere. Like, it it probably still works, but we didn't even try. But uh, I never got to have a Game Boy, so I never got into that, like, handheld. Like, the first handheld I think I ever had was um, the Switch, to be honest. Wow. Yeah, I grew up with uh, I grew up with the Game Boy, uh, the PlayStation Two, and actually, me and my brother, uh, who's a couple years younger than me, grew up with a Nintendo sixty four. Um, yeah. And yes, I actually still have I have my original PlayStation, my PlayStation Two, and my Game Boys, which I'm gonna make sure my boys know how to play those when they're a little bit older. <laughs> I will I will admit that it was really cool for me when um when my daughter was. Uh, maybe two and a half. Um, I let her play Mario, like Mar- like Mario three, and I gave her the controls, and all she could do is jump, and like she could press the I think A button to jump, and like she would jump with him, like she would press the button, and he would <laughs> jump, and she would jump, and I'm like, this is very cute. She's not doing anything, and she would hit the, <laughs> that first Koopa like every single time. And it was infuriating, but it was also very fun to watch her fail. <laughs> um. And it, but just to watch her see like that she's actually controlling something on the TV, and now she's four, almost four and a half, and she's literally racing on like the new Mario Kart. I mean, she's not good, but she's can actually turn and accelerate and use like the special power up. So it's fun to see like how much they advance, just like 
like 18, 24 months. It's crazy. It is so insane uh, right now. So it's like every day with me, I'm like, oh, we are past that. Okay, well, you don't have to do that anymore. Uh, (laughs) We're making a new routine for things every day. Uh, Like they can pretty much, they can stand up uh, with holding on to things. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're balanced. They can stand without any support for a few seconds. Um, But like two weeks ago, that wasn't the case. So we had everything tailored to them not being able to stand up but now they can stand up so we got to go through and retailer it all again yep during two weeks they'll be running around pulling down my tv cords <laughs> i would highly recommend starting to baby proof now like um because if they're standing okay yeah. good yeah if they're standing with no assistance for a few seconds they're gonna start walking with no assistance in a few weeks to a couple months um and then within, I don't know, we're in, it's May 1st or May 2nd, I guess, as the, the this coming out. So I'd say by f- beginning of fall, they are going to be running around all over that house. I mm-hmm. guarantee you running around. They're going to be falling. Oh, by the way, just something to look out for um, when they start to stand and they start to walk and they start to run, they start to fall. So they have to learn to do both and it's mm-hmm. okay. They're going to get hurt. They're going to bump their heads and that's kind of how they learn. So don't. Don't worry about too much about it. Like if they're standing on, on the kitchen counter, yeah, worry about that. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten the uh from the girlfriend. It's okay for them to fall and get hurt. They need to learn. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, but they're falling. I want to catch them. Yeah, but you sometimes you need to let them fall so that they can yeah. learn. I didn't know that for the first one, and I wish I kind of knew that because now that my my son came around the second one, I'm just like, Well, you shouldn't have done that. Like, I mean, like <laughs> What did you learn? <laughs> so now he feels neglected and cold. <laughs> exactly. Like I, f- I feel a little bit too, too, uh, not distant, but like, yeah, like I don't, I don't, it's not that I don't care It's that you need to learn because I'm too exhausted to try and teach you <laughs> to stop doing this shit over and over, but it's a lot of fun that they'll, they'll get there. It's all right. And yeah, the next couple of months are going to be very trying for you guys um it's gonna be a lot of fun like the walking couch surfing things like that but highly recommend anything that you that that they can reach they're gonna pull down so whether it be cords or bumping into like glass uh coffee tables or anything like that just go through and like what can kill my kid is the game that you have to play (laughs) it's funny because it's like so little and so much all at the same time yeah (laughs) Um, thank you very much, Austin, for being my guest today. Um, it was really fun to get to know you and, uh, learn a little bit about you and I don't know, maybe I'll have you on the show again in the future if, uh, you'd be so inclined. Um, I like to give all my guests the last words to end the show. So if you have any, let's hear some final words for our listeners. If you are a parent and you're listening, uh, I'm sorry. And <laughs> I'm, I just, and this is amazing. Uh, I would love to come back uh, in a little while and talk about things that have changed and uh, maybe new experiences. Absolutely. Maybe that's something that I can try and look forward to in the future is like having a new guest on the first of the month and then doing like a follow-up eventually, like maybe in a year or so, like having a mid-month show of doing a follow-up. Cause I, I love to hear like Arian's son is like starting to walk now. Um, Paul's daughter is God, three, four, five, four months now, five months now. Um, 
so I like I would love to do like these follow up episodes too, like bringing back a previous guest on. So once once the boys are maybe a year and a half, like see see what's going on with them, like check in with different dads and see how they're doing and how life has changed for them now that their kid is growing up. Maybe that's a good idea. Something I could look forward to in the future is is changing the format of the show. But um, thank you again very much, Austin, for being on uh, the show tonight and see if we can have it back on. Cheers. Yeah. Not a problem. Um, cheer. Oh, sorry. Uh, cheers. Oh, yeah. I should probably not do cheers, right? I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, no. That's totally fine. That's- <laughs> <laughs> to anybody else listening, cheers. But to Austin, thank you. Photo meeting. <laughs> <laughs>